We hope you enjoyed this episode of Geek Out. For more literary insight and behind-the-scenes fun, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify at Geek Out or our newsletter at geekout at icloud.com. Hey guys, I'm Sophie. And I'm Jilly. Welcome to Geek Out. Where we bring to you poems, articles, books, and other literary pieces and chew them up for you. Tune in today to hear us compare and contrast our two favorite poems, The Silence by Philip Schultz and Seventeen Funerals by Richard Blanco. Yes, we're here to geek out and converse about everything, from Robert Frost to Dr. Seuss to current events even. Well, speaking of current events, did you hear about the recent school shooting in Pine Bluff, Arkansas at Watson Chapel Junior High? A student was shot and killed by a fellow peer and died shortly after. That's so sad. That kind of thing happens way too often. It kind of reminds me of when we were in class and heard about the local shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School. Everyone was so scared. One of my classmates was even crying because she was worried about her friend who attended the school. Wow. And the saddest part about the Stoneman Douglas school shooting is the fact that it could have been prevented. Nicholas Cruz, the shooter, had declining grades that he sought help for. I was known for having a troublesome social media page full of pictures of guns and murdered animals. There were even 45 calls made to law enforcement complaining about Cruz and his family prior to the shooting. Yeah, I read that there were actual calls made to the school on February 5th, 2016. The school was warned that Cruz might be a school shooter in the making and that he even collected guns and knives. Depression, isolation, violent tendencies. It's so sad to think that law enforcement didn't stop the tragedy before it occurred. He exhibited all the signs of a troubled youth. I agree. I think it's our duty as students, faculty, family, and friends to be aware of the signs before they become a reality. It could have made the difference for the 17 lives lost. Okay, we know that was a little bit of a dark start to today's session, but it's important to spread awareness even if it's hard to open up. Exactly. In the poem Sophie and I will be diving into today, some steep topics are discussed. But the message we extract from them is too important to gloss over. Right. If you haven't read it before, I'll give you a quick summary of my pick. Philip Schultz's The Silence centers around the speaker's memory of a dear friend. Throughout the piece, the speaker recalls a relationship with their friend and its gradual disintegration. Drunkenly calling his friend on sleepless nights, the speaker listens passively half asleep. In the second stanza, it's revealed that the, the friend has died alone in his home with little to show for himself, all caused by his alcoholism. Later, the speaker explains that the friend's life truly began to crumble when Jay left them, who was most likely a significant other, followed by losing his job, becoming isolated, and his ultimate death. Okay, take it away, Jilly. Okay, so the poem I'll be describing is actually about the Stoneman Douglas shooting, which was written by Richard Blanco. Blanco tends to write his poems about things in his local environment. He's a Cuban immigrant who grew up in Miami and has written numerous poems about Cuba and his family's difficulty assimilating as immigrants in the United States. In 17 Funerals, Richard Blanco describes the regular morning routine for 17 students and teachers at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School before the devastating mass shooting took their lives. The poem begins, begins with the description of a normal day for a high schooler. However, there's a more somber shift in tone in line seven, as Blanco says, 17 hands writing on whiteboards or taking notes at their desks. 
to line 8 when he says, until the first gunshot at 2.21 p.m. and continues the rest of the poem by carefully describing the events that took place after the shooting. The poem then shifts from describing the typical mornings of the students to the depressing returns of their family members to empty homes without their loved ones, just taken away from them. Blanco even mentions the students' bodies being carried out of the building, through the hallways, and past typical items that can be found in schools, such as trophies and club flyers. By mentioning these items, Blanco highlights the innocence of the setting of the shooting. Schools should be safe places, and supports his last statement regarding the fact that America needs to make a change regarding gun control. Wow. Hearing about these two poems, I noticed a lot of subtle connections. Both poems describe tragedies and the events that led up to them. Blanco even includes a description of what the morning before the shooting was like, the same as every other morning, while Schultz describes numerous instances in which his, friends pleaded, his friend pleaded for help and he turned his back away. In both situations, backs were turned away from a person in need of help. So true. To dive deeper, the shooter who shot the students and faculty at Stoneman Douglas High School was in need of psychological help and should have been kept from owning the weapons he had in his possession. Just as the narrator's friends decline and fall to alcoholism, alcoholism could have been stopped had he been supported by friends and gotten the medical help he needed. Two poems, two tragedies and two tragedies that could have been prevented. If officials had taken action after multiple warnings regarding Nicholas Cruz and the fact that he was a school shooter in the making, the event could have been prevented and those 17 funerals would have never taken place. Right, and in Schultz's poem, if the speaker would have just answered the friend's phone call, been there for him and helped him seek out some medical help, the alcoholic might have overcome his addiction and never lost the battle against it. In terms of the structure of the of the poems, both Blanco and Schultz purposely allow the readers to develop almost a relationship to the victims of each poem. In 17 Funerals, each individual student or teacher, as he describes their seemingly normal routine on a morning before school, he describes them as 17 suns rising in 17 bedroom windows, 34 eyes blooming open with the light of one morning. In lines one through four, this repetition continues throughout the poem to emphasize each and every person who had their very own life that was unique to them, but in some ways comparable to ours and each other. Similarly, Schultz's The Silence also centers around death, except in his poem, it's the death of his dear friend. Just like 17 Funerals, the poem does not open with the revelation of someone passing away. Instead, Schultz deliberately describes his friend's life and how it connects to the speakers. This way, the readers take it on a journey to better understand the tragedy that addiction caused the friend. The author includes short anecdotes such as you always called late and drunk in line one and we met in a college town in line 10 to more deeply describe the relationship of the friend and the speaker. It's safe to say that both these poems, although they highlight very different victims, emphasize the fact that as a society, we cannot fail our neighbors. The remorse that is shown through the speaker's words in the silence and the indignant tone of 17 funerals serve almost as a call to action. Couldn't have said it better myself, Jelly. The poem is titled 17 Funerals because of the fact that 17 people died in the school shooting on February 14, 2018. The poem contains an anaphora throughout as Blanco begins almost every line with the word 17, thus placing emphasis on the amount of lives lost in the shooting. 
I really like this poem because it made me feel more connected to the students that lost their lives in the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. This being because of the fact that I was able to relate to the students through Blanco's use of imagery and description of their morning routines, and so I realized we must enjoy every second of our lives because they can be taken away from us any day unexpectedly. I also like this poem because it sheds light on the fact that school shootings are preventable. If we make a change in our world today and start speaking up, when we notice someone is portraying warning signs. I like my poem because structurally, it is written directly to the friend who passed. This perspective makes the poem feel intimate and connects the reader with the tragic tone. The poem is also a narrative that takes the reader through the story of who the friend was and how they impacted each other's lives. By doing this, the author is able to engage the reader and make an impact on their emotions. Imagery is also used to beautifully paint the picture of a pair of young, happy friends that dissolves into alcoholism and isolation. In terms of its overall impression, I really like this poem from a reader's perspective because it opens the audience's eyes to the world around them. How many loved ones might you be turning away from, even though they are going through something? Whether it's addiction, depression, sickness, or just a bad day, we need to be the shoulder they can lean on. This poem was that reminder for me. Awesome. This was a great discussion. Yep. That's a wrap for today. And remember, if, if you, you see, see something, something, say something. something.